I just wanted to stick it to you. No, sorry. Hey, that was a cute joke, though, the honeycomb. That's nice. Hey, we've been talking, and uh, just, well, let me let me say this really quick. Uh, let me find one. I'm going to, all right, I found one. Hi, Matt. I like your jersey. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's very nice. It is very nice, yes. This does sound good. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyway, on your seat or around in here, we, we just started this last week. We weren't aware of, of our time frame. Uh, we are buying a building. We're buying the Moose Lodge, so many of you know that, um, the one in, on North Main between Maine and State. Um, and so what, what has happened that we, we had to wait for the appraisal to come back, and the appraisal came back lower than we expected due to um, there's no comp properties around. And it's not the, the, the uh, it's worthless. It's just they, they have to have a comp property to do. So it's still appraised well. It's still appraised for under what we're, or over what we're paying for it. Uh, but because of that fact, the bank can only loan 80% of the appraised amount. I didn't make that rule. So b- with that happening, we were looking for it to appraise uh, much higher and, and we would be like kind of in like Flint. Well, because of that, we were or not. But we are with God. Come on, say amen, somebody. So we have $100,000 we're going to try to, you know, we're believing God to raise in the next 30 days. You might say, well, that's big. Sure, but I have a big God. So we're going to raise as much of that or all of it as we can in the next 30 days. That little card that I held up is just asking you, and I want you to hear my heart. I want you to hear this is not a pledge. This is seed. I'm not taking an offering now, so just relax. I just want you to see, I want you to pray. I'm not going to tell you what to pray. I don't like gimmicks. I don't like to say, go to Psalm 23, 14, and everybody give 23. I'm not doing that. I want you to ask God, what, what can I do? What do you want in the next 30 days? Because that doesn't cover the building. You know, when we get that, then we're going we're gonna to pay that building off. But here's our goal. You want to hear the goal? Yes. Great. I'm glad you asked. So here's the goal. Uh, we want to make this like a stellar place. And, and obviously, we've got to get in and... Uh, occupy it first and then we're going to start doing our changes but what we want to do in the couple main areas once we get in the building we want the auditorium to be really awesome Um, and in the beginning stages I think it'll be it'll be really good but it won't be as awesome as it will be so you know between James and I and Brian and all we're going to work together we're going to get it all working out but we're going to get in there and do what we can the kids area uh, we wanted eventually, and this is going to sound, some of you are like, are you kidding? I am not kidding. I want it to be like Disney World. I really do. I, that is, that, I'm just telling you the best. I, and I will show you a video of what we're believing for in the near future and within the next few weeks. So that's what's coming. But we want, uh, I want to be a glass wall or something where the kid comes in, they check in with mom and dad, but they're like, I want to go in there and I want to play. I want them to do that. Because we want to be able to witness to these kids and minister to these kids because there's going to be parents and everything that really don't know Christ, but their kid will drag them to church because they're having so much fun they want to go back and we're going to show them the love of Jesus and we're going to see a difference in this city. You're going to help us make it. To get to that point, we need to raise some money first. We didn't expect it. We started last week. It was unexpected to start last week. The bank has asked for two more weeks to to do some other stuff. We're, We're like... Cool, that's fine because we got to raise some money. So that's fine. So uh, right now we've had just about $1,000 or something come in because, again, it, we were caught off guard. We didn't know. The appraisal just came back like the, the week before that. And so this is what uh, we've been asked to do. And so 
I, I don't want you to leave this place feeling pressure. I don't want you to do that. I want you to know that God has got this. But I do want you to ask the Lord. People have asked me, how do I know if it's me or just God? If you can do it without any sacrifice or you can do whatever and it's just like it's not going to be any sweat, we can do that. W- would that be good? Sure, it'd be good. Would that be God? Not so sure. I don't know. That's up to that's between you and God. I'm not going to. I don't count. We, we had 12 cards come in last week. I don't know who they were. I didn't look at the names. I don't do that. I don't count the offering. I have other people do that. I don't do any of that stuff. You know, because this is between you and Jesus. Nobody's going to show up at your door and go, uh-huh, I see you're behind. Well, okay. Nobody's going to do that. This is all about you just saying, God, I can do that. So this is what I'm saying. He might give you a figure that you might be like, uh, that, I don't know. If you, you know, worst case scenario, if you can't do it, or it doesn't happen, but you did your best, how wrong is that? Okay, just just believe God and walk it out. Just I mean, just ask Him. Okay, enough said about that. So that's there at the end of service. We're going to receive our, our normal tithes and offerings. That would be in the offering part if you want to do that. We've been talking about favor, and so we've been finding it. And so, you know, this is one of those little metal detectors. Well, if I go over here by my nephew, it'll probably really go off. Me, 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 me. If we go over by Jay, the Kavorka will send this off. You don't even know. I don't even know what Kavorka is, but he's got it, whatever that is. I need a haircut like you got. That's what I need. Could you imagine? My, I don't even have enough hair to cut it like you got. That would be cool. Anyway, we're going to talk about favor. We're going to talk about finding it. And so what I want us to, to think about is this. Um, we need to recognize how good God is. So let's take, let's take 10 seconds and just, you know, Mascot on a, a Buckeye, that's Buckeye, right? That is a sweet, yeah, see, he has to say the name, Gazy Barrett. Probably said that with a swag, it's all right, Gazy Barrett. <laughs> I noticed it wasn't a Cleveland jersey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is what I want us for 10 seconds. It, could we just give God praise? Whether You, you might have, a, how many have had a tough week? Maybe a tough day. But let me tell you, if we can start praising God in tough times, dear Jesus, then, I mean, good things are going to happen. Let's 10 seconds. Let's just tell God how good he is. Come on. Come on. Come on. 10 seconds. Come on. Yeah, Lord, we love you. We love you. You got five seconds left. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Now, this is the thing. When we're looking about favor, this is what we do. Sometimes we treat God like Santa Claus. We just kind of wait in line till it's our turn to get up on his lap. Isn't that true? I mean, it's quiet, but it's true because we here's God, God, here's my list. And a lot of us at different times, we don't even go to God till something is wrong or screwy. Something has went bad or, or whatever, or we feel pressure or there's stress. Then we go to God and say, okay, God, can you help me? And then when he helps us or, or it changes, then all of a sudden we're good. And then we don't talk to God again until something else goes you know, Sal, what if we instead, before we said, God, please, if we just started saying thank you, man, would that change our, our attitude or uh, gratitude? Listen to me now. Gratitude is the access to favor. We start thanking God because you have favor. If you believe in Christ, God gave everyone a measure of faith. You accept Christ. You got the same measure I got, but it is what we do with it. And that favor is involved and intertwined in all of that. If you start saying, God, you know what? I thank you. It'll change your attitude. It'll change how you view things. 
So before I ask God for anything, maybe I should thank him for everything. You know, it can always be worse. Oh, God, God, I'm going through hell. You're still breathing. Could be worse. There's people that, you know. God, I don't have. How about, you know, how many have ever said, Lord, I don't have much in my bank account. I've said it. I remember when my bank account had nothing. So I'm thankful for what I had in it. How many have ever felt that? If we start thanking God, then things can change and things can happen. Remember this. God doesn't give us favor for our convenience. He gives it for his purpose. So sometimes things aren't always convenient for us. But it will fulfill the purpose of what he has in our life. So as a church, he needs, we need to know as God puts favor on our church, he starts with putting favor in the people. That's how a church has favor. Because the people in it walk in favor. You want to change your family, change you. Quit trying to change everybody else. You start changing you, it starts affecting other people and the atmosphere. Come on. And things start making the difference. If you've always been snappy, I'm not snappy. Yes, I am. You know, Kim and I got in an argument one time. We've only been in an argument one time. No, I'm okay. That's not true. (laughs) Church was good today. Pastor got hit by lightning. Lied right from the pulpit. This is what happened. You know, this is one of these times that I'm just telling you what I've learned. We were, we were fighting in the car. Not this kind of fighting. <laughs> we didn't do any of that. It was just verbal, you know. Well, you, every time you do this and every time you do that. And let me tell you what you do. I'll just tell you. And so we were going back and forth. You ever do that? Tit for tat. And, you know, it's like a tennis match. Your turn. Your turn. Your turn. And you both have good points. I mean, because both are probably right and both are probably wrong. Come on. And you all are like, I'm not saying anything. Notice, dear, I didn't say anything there. You want to go to the harvest party and eat, don't you? You're staying home. I remember sitting in there and I remember feeling God say something to me. And he said, you need to just quit. Because doesn't the Bible say something like if we just don't put wood on the fire, the fire goes out. So, I see all the women, amen, preach that. You might want to move, Matt, just maybe I want to see between you. But I turned to her, she said something, and you know, and this is what you did, and this is, you know, what I think. And, and I remember what she was saying was right, and I remember I said, you're right. Because before I was saying, well, let me tell you, because that was true. And I said, you're right, and she went, what did you say? I said, you're absolutely right. And I, I got to work on that. And all of a sudden, the thing went from this level to down to here. Now, we didn't just start going, oh, I love you. It wasn't going that way. Doggone it. But it wasn't. <laughs> but it got better because I didn't put a log on the fire. Listen to me. You have favor like that. You can call it whatever you want, but there's favor in that. Because when we're obedient, God works through favor because he gives. Man, I'm telling you, when you're now, let's do it from a parent's perspective. If your kids are doing what you're telling them. You're my favorite. Not really, but I mean, you know, you love that because they're obedient. So, you know, they walk in that and, and you can you can have that same experience. Remember this, uh, this is in Mark six, five and six, and I had him pulled up the first service. In his hometown, it says this, because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except 
uh, placed his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. The NIV, uh, you know, it talks, it says he marveled at it. Now, again, I just pulled this scripture up. I had him do it in first service because this is what made me think of this. How many times do we come to church? We come to church and we just take everything for granted. We just come to church. I've had people come in, not this church, thank God, but I have people come in and, and come and just go. And I'm be, what's the matter? They're in my seat. I didn't know we assigned seats. But evidently, they thought we did. I always sit there, sat there for every year, for and they're in my seat. And this is what I did. Now, you might say, I can't believe you did that. This is true. I did. I said, well, come with me. So we did. We walked into the auditorium or the sanctuary at that time, and we just started doing this. Started looking, and they were just like, what are you doing? Finally, I was waiting, like, whoa, say something. They said, what are you doing? I said, I was looking for your name. They didn't like that. Probably what a better way I could have did it. But I was just saying, we, it's not we don't have to come to church. We get to come to church. And dear God, if someone comes in and sits in the seat you normally sit in, well, be happy. Because there's more people there than, than sit somewhere else. Your caboose will fit in another chair. We got to start walking and understanding God's favor. He's so good. He's so good. One of the reasons that scripture jumped out is he marveled or amazed at their unbelief. I think sometimes we've just come to church and it's just become a routine. It's just a ritual. We just come in, we do this, and we do this, we do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Let's go home. Okay, that's over. And I think Jesus said, Don't you all come to church? Are you not sitting under the word? Don't you do. The favor of God and the things of God, we should never take for granted. We should be able to go, you know what, come in with a fresh expectancy. Come on, something where we're like, I'm not just showing up just to show up. I'm not coming just so people can see, oh, oh, he's got new. No, no, I'm coming because God's showing up here. He says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. There's something that happens when all of us get together and all of like precious faith start believing and praying about the same thing. Start heading in the same direction. It's just like this team. If they go in the same direction, they win. What happens if we would do that? I don't want him to marvel at me because of unbelief. To whom much is given, much is required. It's one thing to find God's favor. It's another thing to walk and flow in it. So I want to be a favor finder. I want to have, you know, God, show me what you want me to do. Just show me how to do that. Have you ever looked for something and you can't find it? I mean, you've looked. I, 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 you know, those little things on the back of your girls' ear thingies. Whatever. I don't know what they're called. Clips, clasps, plugs, earring backs. There. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Someone help that idiot up there. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, she's lost it. Girls, you know, they, and they can put stuff on. In the car or whatever. They just like, they've done it so many times. If I had some sharp pointy object heading towards my ear, I would, I would look like I was a voodoo doll or something. I mean, I'd be, I couldn't find it, but I can't find the, the thing. I'm like, she said, it's got to be here somewhere. That's stuff my mom used to say. I've lost some. It must be somewhere. That's a genius statement, isn't it? Of course, it's somewhere, Mom. We just don't know where. 
but I'm looking and I can't see it. And then one of the kids will walk up and go, oh, it's right here. And they'll just, and you're like, I've been staring at that for 20 minutes. Yes, it's, it's because now our eyes are open looking for something. Miss Kim wanted a Volkswagen. She wanted a little beetle bug, a car. So I said, okay, let's, let's believe for it. We'll save for it and we'll go buy it. So we did. But I started looking. I didn't realize how many little bugs are everywhere. That sounds funny. <laughs> bugs are everywhere. Why are they everywhere now? Because I'm looking for them. So now when I go somewhere, I see it. How many have ever had a car and you didn't notice how many? If you had a Jeep, all of a sudden there's like 25 Jeeps in town. Where'd they come from? Well, it's because now your eyes are open to it. You see it. This is how we're finding favor. If we would look for the favor of God, we would see it and we would be open to it. And we would see what God is doing in our life. I'm going to help you and myself find favor that already exists. And we're going to thank God for it because we pray and believe we receive when we pray. I want us to understand this. You can't pay God back. I mean, there's nothing we can do to pay him back. Favor isn't fair. If we're thinking about it, I mean, let's just think. We all should, have, we, we all should be going to hell, but because of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is the good part. Give him an elbow. But because of Jesus, we don't have to go to hell. And people say, if God was so loving, he wouldn't send you to hell. God's not going to send you to hell. You'll send yourself there. So you got an out here by Christ. But here's the thing. We have to choose that. We have to say, all right, but favor doesn't seem fair. Well, it wasn't fair for him to die for you, was it? Did he do anything wrong? He did nothing wrong. Zero, nada, nothing. But he loved us yet while we were sinners and said, I will go to the cross for you and me and everyone. That isn't fair. But God will give you favor. It's not just for you, but it's his purpose through you, what he wants to do through you. Even when you're going through stuff, there's still favor. You can still find good things. There's still favor. Here's our first thought. Remember this, you can't earn it. This is living it, believing it, walking in it, receiving it. Expect. Here's our first thought, expect. Write this phrase underneath the word expect. Frame your world with favor. Frame your world with favor. In other words, you know, sometimes I'll give leaders, I'll tell them freedom in a framework. I'll say, here's what I want you to do. Here's the things you cannot do, but I want God to use you in this area. What do you think? And they'll be able to go, ooh, I can do that. Frame your world with favor. We talked about Moses and Mary a couple weeks ago. Remember, Moses took three million Israelites into a hot desert land and walked them through all this stuff for 40 years. And Mary had to have a baby in probably terrible conditions and go through ridicule and everything. How, how'd you get pregnant, Mary? I mean, all kinds of stuff. Let me just say, it wasn't convenient. But it wasn't for their convenience, for Moses or Mary. It was for the purpose of God. See, I don't hear anything. If I was Oprah and telling everybody in here you get a free car when you leave, you'd all be shouting at me. Woohoo! <laughs> of course, I'm not Oprah. And some of you go, I didn't notice. Don't say that. God doesn't just want to give you stuff. He wants to give something for you. Now listen, he wants to offer something for you, to do something in you, to work something through you. That's called favor. It's bigger than you. It's not just for you. It is for those around you. 
There are benefits to being in the family of God. Do you know what I mean? My kids come to my house. They're welcome in my house anytime. They still have a key. They didn't move out and go, okay, I'll have your key now. And then we got a security system. <laughs> Sorry. Password. No, we don't do any of that. They come to the house whether we're there or not. I'll tell you what my boys do very first thing. Refrigerator. Is that not true? I mean, if, you, if I go home to my mom's house, that's a scary thought if I get in her refrigerator. And there's a story behind that. <laughs> but I'll look at the expiration date and I'll go in there. That's with favor and I'll face fear. So all of you and my family, they're all, go, they're all going, yep, that's true. What I'm saying, they don't, that's part of the package. That's just part of, you know what, this is dad's house. I have favor in this house. When you walk with God, you have favor. Nobody can take it from you. He gave it to you. Abraham had favor. He followed God's instructions. God said, I, I, you've been this here long enough. I'm going to take you to a land. I'm going to show you. I will be your shield. Nehemiah had favor. He rebuilt the wall in 52 days. Gideon found favor. He took 300 men and, and those pots and those torches. And I mean, just did an amazing thing. Esther found favor to save her people. Ruth found favor. She found it with Boaz. She went from picking up stuff off the ground to high living. I mean, it just favor, favor, favor. It's just all of that. They started walking in those, those things that God did. You might say, Brett, I don't believe all that. You don't have to believe it. I'll take your favor if you're giving it away. I'll take it. Because listen to me, the gospel, this book, it's for believers. If you want to accept Christ, you'll have to believe that he came for you. This whole premise is based on faith, on the belief system that he came. So this, this is for believers. If we want to walk in favor, if I want to find it, i got to believe God's already put it in here. He's already given it to me, and I can find it. I can walk in it. It's for believers. But you don't have to be excluded. There's no certain club. He said, I want none to perish. Words give life when you believe them. Negative words or positive words. You, you ever find this? Ten people could say something really good. Oh, I love that. You, oh, that's great. And somebody could come up and say, man, I hate that. That's bad. Do you have a tendency to go with the ten people that said something good or the one person that said? Isn't that kind of like most of us are almost, we, we got to try to get that one negative comment out of our mind. The enemy just. <laughs> the Bible says. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say all things are good. But it says it'll work together for my good. I've decided to frame my world with favor. I've decided to God, even when I'm going through some tough times, I'm going to believe that there's a. If you want to say this, there's a silver lining somehow. There is a rainbow somewhere. At the end of the storm, there's a rainbow. Has anybody been in a storm and then God got you through it? Come on. We need to be thanking him for his wonderful favor. I'm going to give you five scriptures that you can talk about and look at. You can call them the favored five. I don't care what you call them. But these are scriptures that have to deal with favor. So if you're in your life group, talk about that. If you're at home with your family or your kids or whatever, talk about favor. 
Here's our first one, Leviticus 26, 9. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people. I'll fulfill my covenant with you. That's favor. Our second one, Psalm 512. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. The NLT says that, new, new living. But in the NIV it says, with your favor. Come on, who wants the favor of God? All in favor, say I. Come on, yes. Yes, Psalm 8411. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The NIV says favor and honor. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Proverbs 3, 4. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Acts 2, 47. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill. The NIV says the favor of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. The Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and statue. I want to I want to be uh, like Jesus. I want to I want to grow. I want to get more wise. I don't want to keep doing the same things. You know, have you ever felt like that? Sometimes you just like, ah, I want to do that. I want to be better than that. I used to do stuff that was just dumb. You ever did any dumb stuff? I mean, I do a lot of dumb stuff, but <laughs> just as a dude and as a guy, we just like what we want and we want it now. You know, I wanted ice in my cup. I would reach my hand in and get as many ice cubes as I could and try to put them in my glass, as many I could fit in my hand, and I would almost every time drop ice on the floor. And then I couldn't find all of it until it melted and I found it when I had my socks on. And I'd just be like, oh, because then I thought, you know, oh, well, somebody's did something on the floor. But no, Kim was good, and it was not her at all. <laughs> It was a dog. It was just an, a melted ice cube. I'm sorry. I'm going to hear about that one. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'll go to this side. <laughs> that came out before I even said it. <laughs> anyway, this is what my wise wife told me. <laughs> I need a ride. <laughs> my wife told me this. She said, why do you have to try to get as many cubes in your hand at one time? Why don't you just take one or two and just do that? Now, this might sound really silly to you. I never thought of that. <laughs> or I didn't even care to think about it. But let me just say this. If we always do the same thing, we always get the same result. And so I started doing what she said. I quit dropping ice cubes. When we always are looking for something negative, you're always going to find something negative. Even in, you know, you can be having a good time and everything can be good around you. You can still find something negative. Why don't we start looking for the good? Why don't we start focusing on good and then we'll put the bad behind. All right, we're moving on. I got to because, you know, that whole thing. God is not a genie in a bottle. We can't manipulate him. We don't just rub it and then he doesn't come out and. He doesn't do that. Well, that's not how that happens. But some of us get up and we, we look, and I'm not saying everybody, but sometimes we have that. You ever heard the phrase, boy, did you get up on the wrong side of the bed? We've all probably experienced that. And we've all got up and just mad at the world and we just growl. And we are just mad, you know. And so, you know, you're snapping. Not snapping. You know, and so we go through all of that. What if we would get up and be you know, find the good. We'd start saying, you know what, I'm going to 
How's God going to bless today? What's he going to do? God, how do you want me to show people how good you are today? I've had people say this to me. Well, that's the story of my life. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I grew up watching Hee Haw. Anybody grow up watching that? See if you do. Gloom, despair, agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, agony on me. Some of it, that's our theme song. That should not be your theme song. (laughs) Nobody wants to be around you if you're going to sing like that. Because there are people that are just, that's that's the story of my life. Well, bad things always happen. People are just like, you need a new director. You need a new story. I don't want to come to your movie. Come on. If, if you know who's going to hang around somebody that's always negative, Nelly. Sometimes you meet people and their blood is be negative. Isn't that true? You just want to go, come on, there's good that's happening. I have I have given I've worked with kids a lot in my life, and you you know, you give kids like seven choices, it'll drive them nuts. Come on, parents. What kind of flavor? There's Rocky Road. There's chocolate chip. There's No, give them vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry. Go live your life. Because the kids, they just don't care. Some kids, I don't like this. Then don't eat it. Life is simple. <laughs> How do people that don't know Jesus find him? If you never have a battle. I've had people, I had somebody tell me this, and I've heard this as testimony from other people as well. All you need to do is give your heart to the Lord. And you give your heart to the Lord, you'll never have any other problems. Yeah, that's really true. When you give your heart to the Lord, the enemy goes, "Uh uh-oh. We got to stop this. Are you going to have trouble? Sure. In this life, you will have tribulation. Will you have some of the same trouble others have? Sure. Is God going to protect you from some stuff that others won't? Sure. Because if you recognize favor... And you start walking in that, you'll start seeing divine protection. Come on, divine uh, intervention, all kinds of things. But we have to understand we walk by faith and not by sight. You can't always see favor. People will find out how good God is on how you handle what you go through just like they do. That's how they find out. When you face giants in your life, don't look at them the way the world does. Look at it. God, this is, show me how you want me to handle this so you can get the glory. How do you want me to do this? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to do this so you can showcase yourself? And if you want to use me, that's awesome. We need to keep that expectation just like my kids. Hey, what's in the fridge? I got certain meals I like at certain restaurants. You ever have your favorite restaurant, you get a favorite meal? I'm going to give a plug to a restaurant. Are you ready? Okay. You go to Cheesecake Factory. There's two meals there that will knock you out of your socks. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. No, I'll tell you what they are. (laughs) Spicy cashew chicken. Really good. And the other one is shepherd's pie. That's just like, that makes you so good you want to slap your mama. It's good. I mean, we got that one time, and Kim was eating hers, and she kept eating mine. And I wanted to say, we do not share food like this. This is mine. You get your own. It's that good. But what I'm telling you, like, we'd take some home, and I'd put it in the refrigerator. If my boys knew that was in the refrigerator, 
It ain't going to be there long. And I'll be looking all day like, oh, man, I get the rest of that cashew chicken. Or I get that, mm-mm, they've already eaten it. And I'm like, what? who ate that? Well, it was in the fridge. Because, you know, listen to me. They just expect great things at home. They expect favor. It's, they don't have to ask permission to eat. And, you know, I didn't get mad at them. I was just like, I missed my opportunity. I should have ate it. But anyway, walking in favor with that expectation. How many need that? All in favor, say aye. That was good. We don't have to. When we got saved, you got saved at TLC here recently. You, you come to church. You don't have to come to church. You get to come to church. Many of you get plugged in on a, on a greeting team, an usher team, or a setup team, or whatever. People are going to be setting up for the harvest party as soon as service is over. Getting all that ready. It's not that they have to. They get to because every little thing they do is giving favor to the kingdom because God gave you favor. It's showing people, I gladly do this. What happens if we would think like that? If you do what's put in front of you, he's going to give you more. Here's our second thought. Recognize. Recognize. Write this phrase down. Open your eyes to opportunity. Recognize. Open your eyes to opportunity. I heard a story of a man. He went to an NBA game. And and he had his little boy there. And Michael Jordan, probably the best basketball player that ever lived. You might disagree, but awesome basketball player you'd have to say that walks by and he kneels down to his son and he says son do you see that guy it's michael jordan this little boy goes daddy he goes he's standing right there best basketball player ever right there daddy what is it son can i have some popcorn (laughs) you see greatness is right there but he doesn't even see it Because he's only concerned about what he wants. Because he's he's a kid. I get it. But isn't that kind of like us? We could have greatness right all around us. We don't even recognize it because we're too focused on us. There's so many things that God wants to show you. And you could see them. But we're not looking. Just like the Volkswagen and all that. We're we're just not looking. But once we see it, we start going, okay, oh, oh, yeah. We could find favor if we were really looking. Sometimes we're just not mature enough to open our eyes and see the favor right in front of you. Some of us, we complain all the time and there's so much good going on. We don't even give it a a moment of our time. We look at somebody's marriage and we say, well, they've got favor. Look at how good their marriage is. Well, can I say if their marriage is that good? It's because of this. They recognize favor and they don't take each other for granted. They nurture that. God will give you favor for what you need in the season you're in to do what he's called you to do. He's going to give you favor for where you're at so that you can do what he's called you to do. And he's getting you ready to go into another season. The Bible says, actually, we go from glory to glory. So he's getting your life right. There's some things that he might bring to the top. There's things that will happen and you're like, ah, and he's always trying to tell you is look at this and take care of it because where you're going, this can't go with you. Come on. You can't take all that baggage to where you're going. And if you want to take it, you can't go where you're going. You've got to get rid of some of that stuff. There's things that he's brought in my life that just said, no, you've got to put some of this to rest. Come on, somebody. I can't be just talking to me. God is trying to get you here to there. And he doesn't want you to stay complacent here and tolerate because you deserve what you tolerate. 
You can smell a skunk a mile away. You don't even have to see it. Now, you can stop and find it and then go, yep, that looks like a skunk. Yep, boy, that's a skunk, all right. Woo, yeah, that's a skunk. Okay, no, you need to stay away because I'm telling you, you mess with a skunk, it gets on you. You stank. When I was when I was 18 and just before, I, I used to run a trap line. I used to catch raccoons and fox and skunk and all that. I caught a skunk once. My mom's not here today. My dad's here. But I caught a skunk. I was a block and a half from my house. They, they gave you this. I know it's, it's, it's noon, and I'm almost finished. Our third thought is going to take no time. But uh, they, they used to say, well, you can do this, and this is how you can eliminate the skunk. I'm trying to be nice on how graphic that is. And, and it'll be fine. I don't know that there's any a nice way to eliminate a skunk because I haven't found one. <laughs> they just sprayed no matter what. And, of course, it sprayed. Now, I wasn't in the middle of that spray, but I had to walk through. And I, <laughs> All I'm saying is I was a block and a half from home. My mom was on the front porch going, you're not coming in here. <laughs> She's like, no. I'm like, what? She said, you got a skunk. And I'm thinking, wow, she's got intuition, man. No, she smelled it. You can't. Well, I was dating Kim. I hit, a skunk, I hit a skunk on the way home to her house. But she got all the, I hit it, and then it hit her car right behind me. <laughs> and for weeks, her car just stunk. <laughs> her car, we should have named her car Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> And she said, you know, you hit it, and she got all the stink from it. So there's a message in there somewhere. <laughs> Here's our last thought, respond. It does no good to expect or recognize if we don't respond. Write this phrase underneath the word respond. Give yourself to obedience. Now, if you look at all those phrases I just had you write down, they, all, they start with a letter, and that letter spells fog, favor of God. I'm telling you, my friends, I want to walk in the favor of God. That doesn't mean I have to see everything. Because then take faith if you've got to see everything. If God's going to instruct you or have you do something, he might not tell you everything, but he's just saying, trust me. And you're going to have to take that step. It might be foggy out there. I don't know, but I want my favor of God lights. I want my fog lights on so I can see which step I'm going to take another step. Yes, because our, our natural mind will reason faith away. That can't be God. No. Think about Peter. Peter said, Jesus, we have fished all night. I am tired. You're a carpenter. I am a fisherman. Now, I'm ad-libbing. But he says, and Jesus just, I think Jesus just looked at him. And just has got that smile like, Petey. So he goes, nevertheless, if you say, I'll do it. You know what that's saying? I didn't see anything. I didn't catch anything. But you're telling me to throw my net out again. Okay. All right. I know who you are, so I'll do it. My friends, you know who he is. Why don't we do it? Why don't we start saying, God, I need this, I need this. Why don't we quit demanding and just start walking? Being obedient and doing what he wants us to do. God... We can't really achieve his favor because he gave it to us. But we can position ourselves to receive it and start acting on what he's given us.
This is what you need to do. Just determine in your heart, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to use the things he's given me. I'm going to do it in such a way that there will be a marked difference in my attitude. Because really our attitude really determines how high we fly. If we have a lousy attitude, it's hard to get along with anybody. If we're always looking for the bad, we'll find it. You can find the good too. If you're looking for the good, you'll find it. Does it mean everything's rosy? No, it doesn't. Here's things I've had to grow up and understand. I didn't understand when I was a kid. My sister's here, um, and she will appreciate this. And I've talked to my mom about this since then. Back in the day, anybody ever go through tough times back then? The time, and you know, when as kids, we didn't really understand. We just wanted food. I mean, I went to school, and my friends had some of them. They they seemed to be better off than me, and they had hostess ho hos and king dongs and and uh, fruit pies. Loved fruit pies. My mom would pack me saltines with peanut butter wrapped in cellophane. One day she packed me saltines with mustard. I remember opening that and the kids beside me going, what's that? And I'm like, I do not know. And then the guy goes, that looks like mustard. Do you eat mustard and crackers? No, but evidently my mother does. There there they are. My point is this. We came home and I... To this day, I do not like this food. Liver. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, whoever said that. I would tell my mom, because it smelled bad when she's cooking it. I just, to me, it smells like poo a little bit. I don't like it. <laughs> you ever see that cookbook for kids, Cooking with Poo? There's something wrong with that title. Winnie the Pooh is what they're talking about. Anyway, she'd make that, and I would say, Mom, is that liver... And she, she's probably had to deal with God on this. She just bald-faced lied. It's meat, which it is. It's beef, which it was. One time she told me it was fish. I believed her. I'm like, that fish is, you really cooked this bad. But we would put ketchup. I, I would go through like a bottle of ketchup just to get that liver down. Now. To this day, I do not like liver. <laughs> I don't know if that's why, but my point is this. And I asked her later, why did you keep fixing stuff that we didn't like? You know what her answer was? That's what we had. It was cheap, and we didn't have money to buy the other stuff. Now, mom was working, and dad was working. You know, They were both very good workers and all that. And they didn't share that information with me. Son, we, you know, we're just trying to get two nickels to touch together to rub or something here. We, you, know, uh, you know, I had peanut butter and jelly nearly every day. You know, um, some kids would come in with roast beef sandwiches and stuff. You know, and this is the day before little Playmate coolers. We just had the brown bags. That's where that, hey, he's brown bagging it. Well, because we didn't have the other stuff. Um, and I, I've already told you the story, but just in case really quick, I got Bronswagger once. Don't ever pack that for your kid. That's just like cream of tartar of poo. That's nasty. Anyway, <laughs> some of you will leave today and be like, I'm never the same. My point is this. They didn't share all that with me because I really didn't need to know all that. 
I'm a kid, I couldn't probably handle all of that information. But what I did is what she told me. She said, just put more ketchup on it, honey. And that might sound very simple to you, but I'd say I want something else. And my mom at that time, she said, there isn't anything else. If you don't eat that, you don't get to eat. My point is this. We spend a lot of time being spoiled more than we realize. And sometimes if we don't get our way or we don't get what we want, we, we throw a fit. I didn't really throw a fit. I just won't eat it now. But deeper than that is what my folks were doing was doing the best they could with what they, were, what, with what they had. Could it be, folks, that sometimes we need to just look at the good, and maybe everything in your home isn't good, but could you do the best that you can with what you have? If you could do that, favor is going to start showing up, and that whatever is not the best will start to change because you'll start to change the way you think, you'll change what you say, you'll change what happens. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.